Mark's Gospel, chapter 3. <coughs> In our text this morning, is there that verse 5? Mark 3, Mark 3 and verse 5. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. A study of the four Gospels will reveal that each of the writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, presents Christ in a different way. Same Christ, of course. For example, Matthew shows us Christ the King. You read through Matthew's Gospel. You'll see how Matthew presents Christ as the sovereign, the king upon the throne. So there we see the sovereign on the throne in Mark Matthew's Gospel. Mark, on the other hand, presents Christ as the servant. And there we be so, there we see him as the servant in toil. Matthew is the sovereign on the throne. In Mark, he's the servant in toil. Indeed, Mark shows us how the servant was a tireless, working, true servant, even the Lord Jesus. Because of the 16 chapters in Mark's Gospel you will note that 14 of them begin with the word and now you can read any secular book and very seldom will you find a new chapter beginning with the word and but in Mark's Gospel 14 out of the 16 chapters begin with the word and we know that and is a, as a word a joining word it joins what has already been said with what is about to be said and when it is found in Mark's gospel who presents Christ as the servant in toil it teaches us that Christ was always at work going from one task to another from one place to another he was always busy going about doing good when we come to Luke's gospel we see there that Luke presents Christ as the sacrifice on the tree Luke deals a great deal with the Lord's finished work there on Calvary and then we come to John's gospel John deals a lot with the resurrection and so John presents Christ as the son risen in triumph so there you have Matthew presents Christ as the sovereign on the throne Mark presents Christ as the servant in toil and Luke presents Christ as the sacrifice on the tree and John we see in John the son risen in triumph now returning to Mark Mark who presents to us Christ and the servant in toil we have something in our text in that verse 5 which is characteristic of Mark's gospel that is Mark often gives us a description of our Lord's feelings for here we read 
and when he had looked round about on them with anger being grieved for the hardness of their hearts and there Mark as I said reveals to us very often the feelings of Christ the innermost feeling of the Saviour and of the four gospels Mark is the one who more than the others Mark is the one who refers to the looks of the Lord we will see that Lord willing in the incoming week but you can go through any of the gospels and you'll find that Mark speaks much about the looks of the Lord and the word that is employed is not always does not always have the same meaning so it is an interesting study to look at the looks of the Lord which is what we will endeavour to do Lord willing in the end coming weeks my subject this morning regarding the look of Christ is the look of compassion the look of compassion and it is seen in this portion of scripture and indeed in the text as well I want first of all this morning to look at the man with a handicap the man with a handicap the chapter begins by telling us and he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand but notice he entered again into the synagogue this shows us that Christ attended to the synagogue on the Sabbath day was done by the Lord on a regular basis again that's something you can look at reading through the Gospels when it came to the Sabbath Christ was always in the place of worship here we see and he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand evidently someone else loved being in the place of worship in the synagogue on the Sabbath day namely a man with a withered hand Christ was there and this man evidently loved to be in the Lord's house in the synagogue on the Sabbath day we notice first of all regarding this man we notice his attendance we're not told anything about this individual except about his affliction we're not given his name we don't know where he was from know nothing about his family we're just simply told there was a man there who's had a withered hand so there you have his attendance that man could have been anywhere that Sabbath day you think of it he could have gone anywhere but what a blessing it was for him that he was in the synagogue that day that he was there in the place of worship because that day the Lord was in the same place and that day the man met the Lord if he hadn't been anywhere else he wouldn't have met the Saviour if he hadn't been anywhere else he wouldn't have had his withered hand healed but he was there he met the Lord and that day his life was changed he was healed and I have no doubt that that man remembered that Sabbath day 
to the rest of his days. I have no doubt he would have been glad that he was in the synagogue that day. The day that Christ visited the same place of worship. He was a man who needed the Lord. Because only the Lord could help him. Only the Lord could heal him. In places of worship like this, there are always those in attendance who need the Lord. Just go back to chapter the chapter one of Mark. Mark one verse twenty one. And they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day, there's it again. Straightway didn't waste any time getting to the Lord's house straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught and they were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes and there was in their synagogue a man which had an unclean spirit and he cried out saying let us alone what are we to do with thee thy Jesus of Nazareth art thou come to destroy us I know thee who thou art the Holy One of God and Jesus rebuked him saying hold thy peace and come out of him that man was in the synagogue that day Interesting is that he had an unclean spirit, yet he was still in a place of worship. And that day he also met the Lord, and the Lord delivered him of the unclean spirit. Just as in every meeting, there are those who need the Lord. And when they come to God's house, on the Sabbath day, well, they could be anywhere else. But they're in the house of the Lord. And here we are today. When the two or three are gathered together in my name, the Lord said, There am I. The Lord's here today. The Lord is here in our midst. And if you need the Lord, and you need his salvation, you're in the right place because the Lord's here and only the Lord can save your soul only the Lord can deliver you from a lost eternity and so you're here and the Lord's here you're in the right place just as it was for the man with the withered hand as well as his attendance we're told about his affliction. Well, we read, there was a man there which had a withered hand. You compare the same incident in Luke's Gospel, Luke tells a little bit more. Luke tells us it was his right hand. His right hand was withered to the majority of people. Right work with their right hand and so this was quite an affliction for this individual you know I admire this man who was in the synagogue that day I admire him because he was there with such a physical affliction it was one that people could see it wasn't something that he really could hide. They would see this man had a withered hand. But he was there in a place of worship. He could easily have said, Oh, I don't want to go to a public worship. People will only see my affliction. They'll only see me and what awful affliction I have. Well, his faithfulness in attending his place of worship 
that day was well rewarded because it was there he met the Lord the Lord healed his affliction we're told about another person who went to the Lord's house on the Sabbath day with a more visible affliction turn please to Luke chapter 13 in Luke chapter 13 there in Luke 13 and verse 10 and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath there's the Lord back in the place of worship on the Sabbath day and behold there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years and was bound together and could in no wise lift up herself and when Jesus saw her he called her to him and said unto her woman thou art loosed from thine infirmity and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God but the point is this and we're not talking about sickness we're talking about physical infirmity and here was this woman and we're told she was bent to double <coughs> she could easily have felt embarrassed about her appearance indeed one of the churches that I ministered in there was a lady there and she had the same affliction she was bent really over she didn't like to sit in the services <coughs> with others <coughs> so she would always go to her room at the back of the pulpit and there she would sit alone because she was embarrassed by her appearance would you think of this woman then two double and yet where was she this woman was in the synagogue and we read when Jesus saw her he called her to him and he healed her it's not so typical of Christ the Lord in the synagogue with many many people in that place of worship but who did Christ see who was it that caught his eye it was the woman with this physical affliction it's so typical of Christ his eye sees his heart goes out to his love is extended to those who are in great need that's who the Lord saw that day in the midst of quite a number of people no doubt in the synagogue the Lord saw that woman out of them all and his heart went out to her and he healed her here he is in the synagogue again in Mark 3 and of all the people that are there who does Christ see sees the man with the withered hand you see that's who he is that's who the Lord Jesus is he has an eye he has a heart he has a love for the needy and is ready to help and he's ready to heal that's who Christ is and the greatest need that a man has is the salvation of his soul yes and the heart of the Lord goes out to that man and that woman who needs 
salvation. And so it is here today. The Lord is here. And if you know not the Savior, and you have a soul that's not saved, the Lord's heart goes out to you. He is the one who he sees today. And hasn't he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come. It's simple. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. As well as the attendance of this man and his affliction, we notice the accusers. There they were, scribes and the Pharisees. And we read in the verse 2, Luke is the one who tells us they were the scribes and the Pharisees, Luke 6 and verse 7 and there they were they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him I find something very interesting with regard to those words they watched him I just look at the verses 1 and 2 again and he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered hand and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day you notice there's no indication that this man called out to Christ no you see the enemies of the Lord those who were ready to accuse him waiting to see if he would heal the man on the Sabbath day they knew the heart that the Lord Jesus had for those who suffered affliction they knew that the Lord being in the synagogue and the man in the synagogue having a withered hand his accusers knew the Lord would naturally be attracted to that man with the withered hand naturally attracted to the man who suffered this affliction and that was the attitude of Christ's enemies see even the enemies of Christ knew the kind of heart that he had even the enemies of Christ knew that he had a love for those who needed him a love for those who were afflicted they knew that his heart would naturally go out to that one man in the, temp in the synagogue to say the man with the withered hand he, he didn't call out to the Lord there's no indication that he did that but the Lord responded to this man's appearance saying he had a withered hand so the accusers anticipated that the Lord would be ready to heal this individual saying their hatred for him they at the same time acknowledged the Saviour's readiness to do good and to heal the man it's interesting isn't it they that hated Christ acknowledged he was ready to heal those who were in need even though they wanted nothing to do with Christ yet they knew the heart that he had and his willingness to help and to save 
There are many like that today, you know. Many like that today. They know about Christ. They know he has a love for sinners. They know he died for sinners. They know that his heart goes out to sinners. They know that. But still, like his accusers, they stand against him. The accusers that day of the Lord and the synagogue didn't want anything to do with them. And there are many like that today. They know all about Christ. They know how good he is. They know he has a love for sinners. They know he died for sinners. And yet, they don't want anything to do with him. We'll see in a moment or two how the Lord felt for those accusers. But it is sad that many who know all about Christ and what he's like and what he has done and what he will do for them and for other sinners yet they stand against they don't want anything to do with him. We've considered then the man with his hand with the handicap. Next we want to look at the master and his healing. The master and his healing. The Saviour's critics had a distorted view. And what it was to keep the Sabbath day. Then it distorted you. For we read in verse 4 The Lord said unto them, to the scribes and Pharisees, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil? To save life? or to kill but they held their peace had nothing to say because in another place the Lord challenged them when they were watching Christ to see again if he would heal on the Sabbath day and the Lord told them you're hypocrites you're hypocrites because if one of your sheep fell into the ditch on the Sabbath day, would you not pull it out? Of course the answer would be yes they would. They would do that alright. But here they were ready to criticize and condemn the Lord because he was going to heal an individual and do good on the Sabbath day. Matthew 12 and verse 12 the Lord according to Matthew the Lord said wherefore is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath days for the Lord was about to do well on this Sabbath day and to heal the man with the withered hand he was about to do well alright Notice first of all the gears in our text. And when he had looked round about, there's his gears. There's one of the looks of the Lord. He looked round about on them. Those words may also be rendered when he looked round about at them. So it wasn't the case of the Lord just casting his eye over them but he looked directly at them. 
He looked directly at them and that gaze of the Lord did not miss any one of those accusers. His eyes met theirs. And there there was anger in that look. A look that could see into the heart of every one of those accusers could see into the heart of every one of those scribes and every one of of those Pharisees. And what he saw, when he looked into their heart, made them angry. The hardness of those hearts made them angry. The Lord, who has a loving, tender, compassionate heart, was being challenged and criticized by those who had no heart at all. And no heart. They were ready to condemn the Lord for healing this individual. They had no heart. They had no sympathy for the man with the withered hand. And again, as we noted there, that woman who was in the synagogue and was bent to double again there's no heart for the woman no sympathy what a contrast to the heart of Christ their hearts were hard but the Lord's heart was tender loving and compassionate the scribes and Pharisees indeed were part of a heartless religion turn to Matthew 23 Matthew chapter 23 and verse 15 the Lord says woe unto you there they are scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you compass sea and land to make one proselyte. You cross sea and land, as the Lord is saying, to win one person to your religion. And when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. The strong language. But that's what the Lord says about this religion of the scribes and the Pharisees. If you go out and you seek to find converts to your religion and you condemn that individual to hell following your religion See, that no heart. Here they were, criticizing and ready to condemn the Savior for doing good on the Sabbath, for healing a man of his infirmity. And yet they had a religion that had no heart. And there in stark contrast stands the dear Lord Jesus, full of compassion. And instead of following the religion of the Pharisees and the scribes, then the women ought to follow Christ. <coughs> they ought to look to Christ. For the soul that trusts Christ as Savior will never be lost. Praise the Lord. Will never be lost. Will never perish. Will never be in hell. Christ is the one that sinners need. As well as the gaze, the Lord looked upon them. We notice his grief. What do we read there in the verse 5? 
And when they looked round about on them, with anger being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. Is the Lord grief? Here we are told about the emotions of the Lord and what he experienced that day as he looked upon those scribes and Pharisees and when he looked round about on them with anger being grieved for the hardness of their heart you know something those words not only tell us something about the scribes and the Pharisees who are ready to condemn the Lord but yes they do tell us something about Christ that's not immediately apparent in those words we look at them again and when they look round about on them with anger being grieved for the hardness of their hearts that word grieved that word grieve is a word that means to sympathize you sympathize with someone you're taking pity on them and the Lord looked round about with anger and being grieved yea being sympathetic for the hardness of their heart in other words yes the saviour was angry because of the hardness of their heart but while they behaved with such hardness the Lord pitied them that's what it means the Lord pitied those scribes and Pharisees he pitied them for their hardness of heart he pitied them that they had such a heart without feeling he sympathized with the state of their hearts while their behaviour had indeed grieved him he pitied them for such hardness of heart he felt sorry for them Christ the Saviour this is who he is I've said many times that really we don't know the Saviour how many of us if we were in the Lord's position how many of us would have sympathized with those scribes and Pharisees because of their hardness of heart how many of us would have taken pity on them for their hardness of heart well the Lord did we mentioned this Wednesday night past when Judas led that band into the garden of Gethsemane to betray the Lord with a kiss the Lord knew all along who would betray him did he say it would be better for that man if he had never been born And even as they sat for the Passover feast the Lord said the hands of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. So the Lord knew all along who would betray him. Who would sell him for 30 pieces of silver. And yet when Judas led that man to men into the garden they come up to the Lord and what did the Lord say how did the Lord address him 
friend wherefore art thou come and many of us would have addressed Judas in that way and called him friend no doubt we would have had other words for him but not Christ that's what I'm saying we really don't know the Lord and how he responded to different situations that we would respond in a very different way the old flesh would get the better of us we probably would have said to Judas you know get away out of here you hypocrite you false prophet you false disciple but the Lord said friend wherefore art thou come not through Christ is and here in the synagogue on this Sabbath he was angry at their hardness of heart at the same time he pitied them that they had such a hard heart a saviour who pities those who have hardened their hearts against him and any man or woman who hardens their heart against Christ he pities them He, as it were, feels sorry for them. Paul said in Hebrews 3, 15, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. We have not only the grace, or his gaze, and his grief, we also have his grace we see here that not only did the saviour pity his critics for their hardness of heart but now we see how he had sympathy for the man with the withered hand first of all regarding his grace we notice his compassion the critics had no sympathy and showed no compassion for this man let's go back to Mark's gospel chapter 1 again Mark 1 verse 40 <coughs> and there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him if thy will thou canst make me clean look at the next verse and Jesus moved with compassion put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him I will be thy clean this was a leper If people had seen a leper walk down the street, they would have turned around and went another street, walked another way, rather than walk on the same street that a leper was on. And yet here we find the Lord looked upon this leper and had compassion on him and reached forth his hand and touched him and healed him. That's who Christ is that's the love that he has for those who are in great need he was moved with compassion that word compassion is a very strong word the word means to be moved in his innermost being 
so that may to be moved in his innermost being. It wasn't a case of just feeling sorry for somebody. He was moved. He was moved to do something. As it was in Matthew 9 and verse 36 when he saw the multitudes they were like a sheep they were like sheep without a shepherd and he had compassion on them same word moved in his innermost feeling this is the saviour that I recommend today this is the saviour I recommend to sinners every day as Peter said, 2 Peter 3, 9, He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. As well as his compassion, you have his command. The Lord gave to this man two commands. And verse 3 said to the man with the withered hand, Stand forth. Verse 5, he said to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. So he gave him two commands, and he obeyed them both. The Lord said, Stand forth. The words mean, Stand forth in the midst. And he stood forth in the midst. Then the Lord said, Stretch forth thine hand. And that's what he did. The Lord obeyed, or the man obeyed the Lord's command. Because he had a withered hand, and he knew the Lord could heal that hand of his. He recognized that day he needed the Lord. He didn't need anybody to convince him. There he stood with a withered hand. He didn't need anybody to convince him. He knew what his need was. And he knew the one who could meet that need stood right there in front of him. He gave him two commands. Stand forth. Stretch forth. The man did so. And he was healed. How sad it is of those who have been given many commands. Many, many, many commands. Many times they've been called, Come unto me. Many times. They have been told, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Many times they have heard the words, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They have heard those commands a thousand times. And yet, have not obeyed one of them. The man with the withered hand obeyed both commands. And as a result, he was changed that day. And all the sinner has to do is to pray. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the deed will be done. The soul will be saved. And we're told, for this man, he stretched forth his hand, and it was withered no more, for we read, his hand was restored whole as the other. That's what the Lord does. He makes man whole. I live briefly as well as the man with the handicap and the master with the and his healing you have the the malice 
of the haters. They plan to destroy Christ, destroy the man who went about doing good, destroy the man who healed individuals like this man, wanted to destroy him. I wonder how many are on the side of the scribes and the Pharisees. Or how many are on the side of this man. That was their plan. And then you have the path. That is the path that the Lord took. For we read in verse 7 But Jesus withdrew himself. No, he didn't stand arguing with the scribes and the Pharisees. He withdrew himself. He left them to their wicked ways. He left them to their sinful ways. That's a solemn word. That is a solemn word. Jesus withdrew himself. He had been often reproved, hardened his neck, to suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. And the person who rejects Christ over and over and over again. The Lord may withdraw himself and he will never speak again. And the Lord bless and use his word to his glory. That's why we pray. The loving and gracious God, we thank thee for the word The word that gives us a clear picture of who Christ is. Christ the Saviour of men. What a loving, caring, compassionate Saviour we have. Lord bless the word today. Use the word to save precious souls. Bless the Lord withdraws himself from them. Dear Lord, be with us this throughout the Sabbath day. Keep thy hand upon us. Lord, keep us all as individuals and our families represented here. Keep us healthy and well. Be pleased, Lord, to return us to thy house this evening. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.